Greetings, and welcome to Ashram's podcast series. Today, three speakers, Grace T. Jones, Paul McElwain, and Constance Indelicato from Baptist Health Systems discuss a successful process for handling investigations of lost ADL property and review the new CMS guidelines that will impact fiscal responsibility. Hello, everyone. My name is Grace Jones, and I've been a risk manager for 13 years. Over those years, I have personally investigated dozens of lost patient property. While we review and attempt to locate any missing item that is reported to us, our primary focus is on items that affect the patient's ADLs or activities of daily living. The ADL items are those that could potentially put our patients at risk, such as hearing aids, canes, dentures, etc. Patients cannot hear us if we do not have our hearing aids. They may not be able to eat safely without their dentures. I think you can see where I'm going with this. So many movements can contribute to the loss of patient property. Some of those include transferring a patient from the ED to the unit, transfer to a higher level of care, a ride in an ambulance, unattended items while a patient is in surgery, and if a patient places items in a disposable cup or in the bed linens. This is not an exhaustive list, but some of the reasons I have discovered throughout my years of investigations. Why is this so important? We all know that being in a hospital is not how we want to spend our days. We do our best to ensure that our patients are comfortable and receive the best possible care. Oftentimes, it is stressful for the patient, and it just adds more stress to their stay if we lose an item. In addition, they could have the best hospital admission, and this type of incident will change everything for them. Paul McElwain is the Regional Risk Specialist for Baptist Health. Paul has many responsibilities one of which is the investigation of lost patient property. Let us talk with Paul about how he handles his investigations and how this positively affects our patients. Welcome, Paul. Thank you. Paul, tell us how you are notified about a patient who has a lost item. As with many hospitals these days, we have an electronic reporting system that includes reports of claims of lost patient property. I receive a file from the patient safety officer from that system. That file contains patient information, and then it also contains the particulars of the item or items that have been claimed as missing. Which items are you responsible for, and tell us how you communicate that to the patient. All of our admitting documents include a paragraph that details those items for which we will not assume the responsibility of loss or damage. When necessary, patients are reminded of or shown their electronic signature on that document. Paul, describe for us your process for investigating and making a determination of whether or not the hospital is responsible. The first thing I do is look to see if the admitting documents were signed. That is, was the patient put on notice that there are certain items for which we will not be responsible for the loss or damage? Then I look to see if there is videotape of the patient arrival and did they have a cane or were they wearing a pair of glasses or a coat or a pair of boots that they are now claiming is missing. Then I look to see if the items complained of as missing were charted in patient belongings during the initial patient assessment. 
Then the issue shifts to the question of did the staff, a nurse, a technician, an EVS employee, a food or nutrition service employee, handle the item at any point, or did family members handle the item at any point? If the patient has been discharged, I look to see if the nurse charted that patient belongings were returned at discharge and was that charting documented in the after-visit summary. So if you find that the hospital is not responsible, how do you communicate that to the patient? If the patient is still in the hospital, and sometimes they are, I make a visit to the room and talk with the patient or next of kin. If the patient has been discharged, I generally make a phone call. If the patient did not survive the hospital stay, I sometimes, but not always, communicate with next of kin regarding the lost item. In every case, my efforts and conclusions are appended to the original report that was sent to me. Without identifying any names or providing any identifiable information, Tell us a story of how locating an item positively affected a patient. The most striking situation I've been involved with so far is a situation where we replaced an item as opposed to finding it. This is a situation where hearing aids were lost during a patient's stay. They were not found prior to her discharge. After she was discharged, the family went and put down a deposit on a new pair of hearing aids and picked those hearing aids up. When I got the report about the missing hearing aids, I met with a family member and explained that we do not normally assume the responsibility for the loss of an item such as hearing aids. The family was not happy about that and asked me to investigate further and reconsider my conclusion. During the time that I was investigating, the patient was readmitted, and shortly after that readmission, she was placed on palliative care. She was actively dying. Before I came to a conclusion regarding liability on our part, I met with the family members a second time. That's when they informed me that they had put down a deposit on a replacement pair on a 30-day approval, had picked them up and given them to their mother, but then had returned them because they had not heard from us about whether or not we were going to pay to replace them. Well, I went to the hearing aid vendor, and I picked up the hearing aids, and I delivered them to the patient. She was then able to communicate with family who had gathered to spend her last hours with her. In fact, she passed away, not quite three hours after receiving the replacement pair. The family then returned the hearing aids to me, and I returned them to the hearing aid vendor, and we reimbursed the family for the deposit they had put down. I'm still not sure that we were responsible for the loss of the hearing aids, but the family was very thankful that she was able to communicate with them during her last hours. Paul, that was a wonderful story. Thank you for sharing that with us, and thank you for walking us through your process. Now let's turn to Constance and Delicato. Constance is a partner with Wood, Smith, Henning, and Berman and has been defending health care providers, including acute care hospitals, skilled nursing, and long-term care facilities for over 30 years. Constance, what can you tell us about the CMS requirements as to lost ADL property? Thank you, Grace. Paul has provided us with a terrific roadmap to handling these types of claims, but now let's talk about the potential consequences to the facility. It should be noted that over the years, the vast amount of lost ADL devices has been regarded as a responsibility of the patient and the patient has been required to reorder the device. Now, this often results in needless return visits to the provider and a delay in replacement of the device. 
This can cause a great hardship for the patient. I know of one circumstance where a skilled nursing resident had lost four different pairs of eyeglasses and had lost her dentures on three occasions. Now, the root of the problem was never discovered, but nevertheless, on each occasion, the family was left with the arduous task of making arrangements for the replacements. This proved to be not only timely, but of course, also costly. So in the past, under these circumstances, the burden of cost has been shifted to Medicare, private insurance, or even to the patient personally. In its effort to require more responsibility on behalf of the facilities, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid has made some very important changes. In 2016, CMS made their most significant overhaul of its conditions of participation since 1992. Now, the purpose was to improve patient health and safety. It was implemented in three phases, with deadlines occurring in late 2016 and 2017, and also with the final phase to be implemented this year. The target issues were infection, hospital readmissions, staffing, and, of course, resident safety. Now, one of the major changes deals with the lost or damaged dentures. CMS conditions of participation now prohibit skilled nursing facilities and nursing facilities from charging Medicare or Medicaid for lost or damaged dentures. CMS also requires that the facility must provide names of referral providers to the resident for lost or damaged dentures within three days of the notification of the incident. Finally, the new conditions of participation require that each facility implement, as part of its policies and procedures, a policy that requires the identification of lost or damaged dentures due to the fault of the facility. These changes hopefully will result in more careful and conscientious handling of the patient's personal property to reduce the losses. Such effort will undoubtedly improve patient satisfaction, as we've learned from Paul's example, but arguably this will also improve patient safety as we all know how meaningful and vital our personal items, such as eyeglasses or dentures, are to our daily living. So to sum it all up, my takeaway from this would be to focus on patient property from a safety and a customer service standpoint. Paul, do you have a takeaway? Thank you, Grace. Yes, I think as Constance mentioned, it's important to have policies in place. You need to train your staff with regard to those policies and procedures and claims of lost items need to be reported as soon as possible so that you can investigate those while the patient is still with you. That makes it a whole lot easier when you can talk to the patient. Constance? Again, careful and conscientious handling of our patient's personal property will assist in reducing the losses. And if we are not careful, certain facilities will face liability regardless we must assist the patient in replacement of the property as an immediate priority. Thanks for listening. Please visit ashram.org for further information about this topic and more educational offerings.